Before we start this week's episode of Just Saying, we'd like to introduce you to our Riveter. What began as two military spouses armed with a big idea, a sewing machine, and a canvas has grown into a bold movement that provides portable careers to military spouses. To learn more and shop these handcrafted bags, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And today I am going to establish a meeting attendee bill of rights. If you knew this podcast, I'm happy that you're here. If you've been here before, I'm really happy that you're back. And we're here to talk about how to become clear and concise communicators. And we live in a noisy world in one of the biggest sources of noise meetings. We've tackled this before in the podcast. We've talked about meeting agendas, and we've talked about how to prepare for meetings. We've talked about how to, what to do after them, and we've talked about a tool that we've developed called a brief meeting prep card. If you're interested in that, go to thebrieflab.com under resources. You can download that. It's a really nice way of designing an agenda, but boy, meetings can be a massive, massive source of noise, and people can feel helpless, totally helpless. There's nothing I can do. It's not my meeting. They just invited me. It's my boss. I can't, I can't say no. There's nothing I can do. I just, I don't know what. What, what, what are my options? And that's what we're going to talk about today. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief. That book is entirely about the method, this brief methodology we've established to be a clear, concise communicator consistently. There's key moments where there's a lot of impact. Meetings are one of them. I've also written a book called Noise. Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. That book is about distractions and how focus is so easily lost, our environment, the world we live in. In my last podcast, I talk about the allure of checking your smartphone and how we can feel like powerless. And I just grab my phone all the time and we got to stop doing that. It affects our thinking and that affects how we communicate and makes us distracted. It just it feeds distractibility, loss of focus, lack of clarity, just the podcast before that. So go back if you haven't listened to those, listen to episodes 228 and 227. Um, but today we're going to talk about your, there's a bill of rights for meeting attendees. These are people going to meetings like you. They're not my meeting. I just got put on an invite list from 10 to 11. I'm going to a meeting for an hour. I don't want to go. I don't even know what, what, what we're going to do. I've been here before. It's a waste of time. It's so interesting how powerless people feel. And I... We get at this at the brief level, how to fix this problem. It is a fixable problem. There's a number of things we can do. And this is what we're going to talk about today as attendees, though, not as leaders. Not as leaders. Because where you feel helpless is not as a leader, as an attendee. So it's not my meeting. What do I do? And the answer is there's stuff you can do. You have a bill of rights. Now, a few years back, I was working with a woman who's an expert at meeting facilitation and group facilitation. So if, um, if there were a PhD given out for facilitators, this woman would be given a, she would have a PhD. She's a really, really great facilitator. And we were talking about meetings and how to design agendas and how to structure them in the right way and different types of meetings. And she does this for a living. She runs big, large scale meetings with executives. And I've done that myself. So from one facilitator to another, we kind of sharing um, horror stories and notes and successes and failures. And then just 
boom, she just said, you know, meeting attendee Bill of Rights. And then she went on to talk about something else, and I just kind of stuck in my head that term, meeting attendees have a Bill of Rights. And I kind of held on to it mentally. And I'm happy to say today I'm going to talk about it. Given some thought about this and I kind of resurrected. And I haven't done, done research externally. I just thought about this like if I were proposing this to you as a person who goes to a lot of meetings but doesn't run a lot of meetings, what can I do to feel powerful and not so helpless? Okay, so they're kind of a list of, and, and maybe a little bit of an order, but no particular seven things that I've outlined for you to consider doing that might be able to, to, to strengthen your, your position um, and, and to stop feeling so frustrated and abused. Um, you know, you, you need to say something. If you, doing nothing is not going to help. <laughs> so this is about saying something. Number one is ask to see an agenda. People don't send out agendas before meetings. That's like having you know, no rules of the road and then having people drive around. It's just chaos theory. So first ask to see an agenda. And however perfect or imperfect that agenda might be, there's got to be a set of notes that are going to guide what that time together is. If there's no agenda, chances are the meeting will change it will go long. It will be difficult to manage. It will be noisy. It will not. It will not be effective. Ask to see an agenda. If there is no agenda, volunteer to create one or work with them to create one. Can I help you create an agenda? We do an exercise in our class. We use a brief meeting prep card as an agenda design tool. Use that. Go back and listen to that podcast. Um, ask to see one, and and. Um, and, and demand one. Okay. Number two is ask what your role in the meeting is. You know, why do you need to be there? In roles, and we, we use this prep card for our meetings, this brief meeting prep card. People have different roles. Every nobody should come to a meeting where the role is not clearly defined. Am I the decision maker? Am I representing finance? Am I gonna prepare a course of action? Like everybody's got a you know a role in in a speaking part, really. Think of it like you're attending a meeting like you have a part in a play. What's your role? And if you ask it that way, it can challenge the person who's designing the agenda to think about why are they inviting so many people or the wrong people? Who's going to be in the meeting is like who is going to be, who are the characters in my play? You don't just have random characters in a play for no reason. In the same way that you would have random attendees in a meeting because you want to make people feel better. Don't invite certain people. Do invite others. But what is your role? Ask for it. Number three is, is ask what the objective of the meeting is. What are we trying to get accomplished? And, and note that the objective is not the topic. I'm going to say that again. So we'll hear like we'll have a budget meeting or we're going to have a sync meeting or we're going to have a, a planning meeting. But what's the objective? What are we trying to get done? This is, if this isn't answered or tried, if we don't try to answer it, if the leader's not answering this question, this is like having a party and not asking what kind of party you're having. Is this festive? Is it, is it a celebration? Is it a birthday party, anniversary? Like, what kind of party are we planning for? What's the objective of the meeting? Ask for it. Um, number four, volunteer to lead the meeting. Uh, you know, busy people who don't have time to create agendas, who don't have time to think about attendees, who don't have time to figure out what core objectives, maybe, maybe they would be open to say, yeah, that'd be great. I would love to have you 
volunteer to lead it. And in your role as leader to lead the meeting, you can you can answer those first three questions with them and you can just interview them. Okay, well, what are we trying to do? Who's going to come? How long do we need to meet? What are we trying to accomplish? And what are the what are the steps in that meeting? How we break that time together into subsections. Ask volunteer to lead it. Okay. Um, number five, ask not to attend. You know, you can make up an excuse. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure you've got other things that are competing for your time and attention. Could you say, hey, listen, I'm really, really slammed. Is there any chance that I can not come and just see the notes? Um, that may not be possible, but if it is possible, ask, can I not attend? Okay, opt out. It's just like an email campaign. So, you know, why am I getting all these emails? Just opt out, unsubscribe. Can you unsubscribe from this meeting? If somebody has the same role as you, can you alternate and then share notes back and forth? That'll be a time savings, perhaps. If you've got three or four people of exactly the same role and none of you talk, can you just have one person come and ask the leader, I will represent this role and I will give them the notes and the summary and the action items that come out of that conversation? Okay, because meeting participants should be participating, not passive. And that's just really, it's really, really important. You have all of these people. When I worked um, for a big agency, marketing agency, and when I ran my own marketing agency, Sheffield Marketing Partners, we had a rule, which is if you're going to the meeting, you have to have a speaking role. And somehow for our corporate and military clients, they've forgotten that people who are at meetings should say something. Now, I understand there's exceptions where people are auditing and just note takers, and but in general, people should say things when they're in meetings. So ask not to attend. Um, another thing to do, and this is this is pretty important. Number six on our list, if you keep track of the things, and I'll and I'll recap this before I finish. Make sure someone takes notes. Okay, one of the biggest problems in meeting is there's no act, there are no action items, there's no notes. What is the summary of the meeting? I think a best practice of running a meeting is somebody can create a nice, clean executive summary. This is what we did. This is why we came together. This is what we talked about. And this is how we ended. And this is the follow-up. If you're looking at a brief map as a tool, you know, you kind of map out background. What's the background of the meeting? The reason why did we meet? What information was covered? How did we end? And what was the follow-up? B-R-I-E-F, background, reason, irrelevance, information, ending, follow-up is brief. Put that in a, in a meeting summary in a set of notes and, and have somebody take notes. I have a running joke, which is if a person talks too much in a meeting, maybe they should be the person taking notes. They'll stop talking so much. And finally, I think it makes so much sense, but people don't do this, is keep time. Have a timekeeper. Volunteer to be the timekeeper. Okay? Insist that meetings start on time and end on time. Treat time like it's a train. You don't want the train to show up late. You don't want it to leave late. You know, you want it to leave on time and arrive on time. You want it to leave on time and end early. Keep track of time. Okay, so those are being the timekeeper. Okay, so are we ready to start? Do we have the conditions to start? Keep track of that. These are some things that you can do. And just to kind of recap, that you do have an, a bill of rights. There are things as an attendee of the meeting, don't feel helpless. Like, I can't say anything. If you don't say anything, nothing's going to change. Ask to see an agenda, number one. Two, ask what your role is. Three, ask what the objective of the meeting is. Four, volunteer to lead it if possible. Five, ask not to participate. Ask not to attend. Six, 
make sure somebody's taking notes. And finally, number seven, keep track of time. Keep track of time. And if you do those things, some or all of those things, you'll start to establish yourself as a leader. Even though you're an attendee, imagine if people in meetings did this. If you had a meeting with five or six people and, and people were doing this as the attendees, exercising their Bill of Rights, how much better you would force the, the leader to change his or her behavior, which is to do none of those things that we just listed out. So you do have a Bill of Rights, okay? Speak up. So say something. Do something. Or don't. Really, say something. Act. Do something. Or don't. And keep suffering in silence. Just saying.